And who's the greatest Auburn alumni not named Rowdy Games? I'll give you Tim Cook, Apple CEO, Bo Jackson, Charles Barkley, the round mound to rebound, Jimmy Wales, the co-founder of Wikipedia, or Octavia Spencer, Oscar-winning actor? B. Uh, Jackson. Yeah, Bo Jackson, for sure. I'm going to have to go Tim Cook. I'm going to have to go Tim Cook. Welcome to Social Kick. I'm Brian Lundquist. We got a solo outing tonight, but had it on the heels of SECs. Had to get the Auburn boys in here. Aiden Stoffel, Nate Stoffel, the Stoffel brothers. Going? What's going on, guys? How are you? Pretty good. How are you? I yeah. mean, as an alum, stoked. Yeah. <laughs> really pumped to see uh, and uh, hear about your uh, SECs and uh, a really killer second place finish and a hard fought long week of racing. All the way down to the last session uh those are the most draining kinds but uh you know i want to hear from each of you maybe aiden first as your uh well probably third secs no you did have secs the canceled year right so uh and then no ncs but um what's what's your reaction on the heels of this performance aiden yeah uh it was first of all it was awesome i mean um i think Finishing second place was the goal that we've had in mind, you know, since the beginning of the season. Um, and while it was far from perfect for a lot of reasons, you know, there were a lot of like, we had a lot of guys finish like ninth or uh, 17th instead of, you know, 16th or, or, um, or eighth. Uh, you know, we put together a really good meet as a team and uh, it was awesome to see. We had a lot of momentum. Um, there were a lot of guys that stepped up that, you know, might not have been the top of their event, but they were they were scoring a lot of points for us. So it was a great meet. It was awesome, and um, yeah, there's. I mean, I'm to say more than much, much more than that, but it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. What was your reaction, Nate? Um, I, I pretty much the exact same thing. Like you said, that our goal coming in the season was to get second at SECs. Um, we fully bought into that, and we knew it was going to be tough. Like we knew it was going to be like we had to be firing. Um. But uh, uh, it ended up being, like you said, not a perfect meet. Um, but we, we, at the end of the day, we got what we wanted to do done. Um, as a comparison to like last year, uh, like at the end of the meet, we were like semi disappointed with our like our uh, like official placing, and um, compared to our reactions and our like the general energy around this year compared to last year's kind of night and day. Um, just really like uh, uh, figuring out that like we got our goal and now we can keep moving forward. And it's, it was more a sign of like the work that we had put in, if anything. So it was, it was definitely um, a, a light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Yeah. What well, <clears throat> since you mentioned, you know, the, the moving forward, what, how, how are you and the team, Nate, thinking about NCs now? uh yeah. heels of some some good momentum yeah um well our, our goal at the original at the beginning of the season and i mean as far as it is now as well is to get top 15 there um i think per like personally i think we're gonna do that and much more um we've got a lot of guys that are are going and a lot of guys that can score and a lot of guys that are right in the bubble um and most of all like our relays are looking really solid right now um you know, that we're just trying to ride the momentum that we had or that we have right now after SECs into NCAAs 
and kind of end the season on a really high note. And so that gives us just a bunch of stuff to look forward to with next season. And that that's where we can really make the strides in, you know, top 10 at NCAAs um, fighting Florida for an SEC title and, and, and so forth. But yeah. Yeah. Do you, well, a lot of magic in the Minneapolis pool from a from an Auburn history standpoint, I must say. Uh, the team's first men's title came in Minneapolis. Uh, I was part of two titles, one in, in Minneapolis. Fred Biscay was the first man under 19 seconds in Minneapolis. Uh, I don't remember. No, Caesar went 18-6 there, but not 18-4. A lot, a lot of magic there. Um, and I think really exciting to just think about um, approaching that meet with intent to be in the conversation and i'm curious aiden like what if that has been a mind shift you know for you guys because as as you climb up the scale having finished 29th last year you know it's almost like the numbers don't matter at that point because you know you score five more points get one more swim and you move up three spots sort of thing (laughs) like you know it's so few um but to be talking about like you know, as Nate mentioned, the consistency of the relays to have more of a complete picture on the roster and to also, besides just the good swimming performances, to have that confidence building as as a program. Um, what's it like, Aiden, for for the for the team and, and all of your mental approach, given all those things as you head into NCs? Yeah, definitely. I think number one, I mean. Uh, Nate mentioned like momentum and just like having momentum in the world of swimming is, is a really big thing to do and big thing to have. And um, like he said, like we've got more guys going this year. We already had more guys um, qualify at, at, uh, at SECs and we've got more on the way that'll definitely qualify last chance. I think just having, you know, dudes come with us that we know are going to show up is like, is big, but I definitely think like, as a senior, like just watching the shift over the last four years of like, you know, scoring zero points two years ago um, to then putting at least some points on the board and, you know, showing the world that like we can do this and, you know, it's not perfect right now, but it's, we're coming. And I think really after like, this is the first year we've been able to like check off a big end of season goal and like just being able to like say we did that and we did it, you know, pretty handily and you know it's definitely a lot there's there's a lot of confidence going into this meet and you know we know what we're capable of um i think a lot of people are, are running us off but we know what we're capable of yeah i wanted to spend a, a few minutes focused just on what went down you know last week with secs of course being uh continuing to grow in terms of how how long the meet is i mean these five-day meets it's, it's kind of a, a good and a bad thing it prepares you well for international competition and saves saves uh, some energy without having so many races in a packed um, few days, but I'm sure it still seems packed, but five days of like being fully bought in to what your teammates are doing can be really emotionally draining um, besides just physically draining. But I kind of like, you know, you started off with, um, you know, third place in the medley relay. You guys both swam on it on Tuesday night. And then that eight free relay team to come back and beat Bama and get second of them for you guys to just to finish with those two, dude, how big of a boost was, was that to see the performance from those boys? Dude, my voice was gone after the first night, which is <laughs> kind of a rarity, but uh, yeah, no, that was really exciting. I mean, and honestly, like that two medley relay was not where we like, 
I, you know, there were a lot of mistakes. Like there were, there was a lot of things that we have to clean up and, and stuff that we know we're going to focus on over the next you know, four, four MCs. Um, but yeah, watching that A free relay was a lot of fun, you know, especially with, uh, you know, who it was that we ran down um, with it being Bama. But yeah, that was a good relay. And dude, our, our A free relay has been talking like big game for like, you know, a long time now. <laughs> put that together and like you know really crush it was awesome they, good you know, school record and everything it was, it was awesome well good they should yeah um you know and then you guys it's it's interesting to see brothers who have a very similar skill set um and to watch the way that you guys are used in the relay lineups is almost kind of confusing too just given like <laughs> the flip-flopping of uh, you know, swimming flying back on the two medley and then switching for the four medley. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but you guys both had a big swims throughout the meet. Um, you know, Aiden, was that your first time getting under 140 in the two back, or had you been under before? No, that was my second time. Um, okay. my first time mid season, like my best time was from like freshman year, and they were like, Well, we don't want to put you in two back, and I'd been like 140 too high, and they were like, We'll just put you in two back and see what you can do, and then I was like, 139.6 and so they're like all right you'll just do that so, <laughs> but I now was, you know was, being a, a 45 uh you know 45 backstroker and and you know 45 flyer and then nate getting that school record man on the four medley relay a oh yeah 14 year old school record uh -huh. what was that moment like Oh man, I was I was I was pumped beyond belief. Like if you can you can talk to Aiden about this afterwards, but like I like I slapped the water. It was like yeah. Like after I finished it, I looked at him. Um, it was it was insane. To I told him to enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> yeah, I said dream on. But um, I mean to break it by uh, a one one hundredth of all things. Um, and that that had been a record that I had been eyeing since I came in here. Um, and to do that on my third hundred back of the day, um, and, and in, like in a four medley relay that we thought we could really do some damage in, uh, man, I was, I was pumped. I was really pumped, uh, after that race. And I think, um, I think they gave us a, a, a lot of momentum or that the re the rest of the relay, a lot of momentum to see, um, okay, first leg did really well. Uh, Reed is dropping down some ridiculous split right now. Like we're in really good shape. Let's keep going. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it was a fantastic moment. Well, I know Aiden was pumped cause he was minus 0 0.01 on the takeoff. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. Dude, um, what was, what was boss? What was the boss man's reaction to that takeoff? Uh, he didn't say anything to me about it at first, but I asked him afterwards. They, they said, because uh, Bama DQ'd that relay, and they were like, mm -hmm. they said, like, this this event is going under further review. And I was like, oh, like, I, I totally left early. But, um, yeah, I mean, point one's, negative point one's legal, so. <laughs> hey, it's legal. We'll take it. Um, actually, that relay was lightning on all the takeoffs. I mean, to have point two nine as a total takeoff time for, for a four medley relay, or honestly, even a 200 relay, is really good. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that's how that's how Florida's two free relay last year at NCs was. Or both of their 200 relays were like really good relay starts, and the relay starts on that were nuts. I can't say the same for the four free relay though. Four free relay, <laughs> that's that's the bone to pick with the eight free relay guys because the eight free relay guys can talk some smack. Cause that 400 free relay, yeah. 0.9 total takeoff time. Ooh. 
listen, I know it's the last session, and uh, I, but you had a lightning two back. Uh, Nate, you still had a good two back, a little slower than the morning on the last session. It's a long meet. And then Aiden, you close out that relay. But man, you guys were eating sandwiches on the blocks. I go. <laughs> I, I don't take any responsibility for that. After my two back at night, I was just like, you know what? Those guys got it. Yeah, you tapped out. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that was not our strongest relay of the, of the meet. <laughs> yeah, but, on that one. Yeah. You know, uh, with, with the emotional drain, it's, it's easy to understand. Yeah. Um, can you talk about the rivalry a little bit? I'm curious. You know, you mentioned it was important to, to beat Alabama. Um you know, and a lot of people have seen documentaries on ESPN about what it's like in Auburn and Alabama. I remember being in a um, in a pep talk with a college with a classmate of mine who was from Montgomery. And the first day of our freshman year, he introduced himself to the whole team as John Scott from the cradle of the Confederacy, Montgomery, Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) And he told the history and was kind of an ambassador for what that rivalry means in the state. And for you guys coming from growing up in Atlanta, you see Auburn stuff around. But I would imagine that when you move to the state of Alabama and you integrate into Auburn and you get to understand a little bit more through other sports and the community, what it means to compete with Alabama, um, especially with as good as their program has been. And, you know, in recent years, what Aiden, what's that like to compete against Bama? What does the rivalry mean? Yeah, uh, there's a feeling in the air like the week before the meet, like for Iron Bowl. Oh my God, like that is such a it's a it's a fun meet to be a part of for sure. And they're always uh, they're always little mind games going on. It's usually they're usually not our mind games. They're usually mind games from another team. But uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say anything. But I haven't lost to him yet. Um, <laughs> So, I would. I got, yeah, but uh, no, it's it's always like it's intense, like for sure. It's every win means something, and every loss means something. So it's 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 super intense. And you know, I have like I have a friend on the team that I grew up kind of swimming against on and off, and we were we were friends in high school. And he he actually was on my trip here. Um. And during the meet, we are not friends. But at the end of the meet, we're friends. But during the meet, like, we, like, we'll talk back. Like, it, we, we'll go at it sometimes. But it's, uh, yeah, it's it's intense for sure. It's, it's a fun rivalry to be a part of. And, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. I, I love Iron Bowl. Iron Bowl is something to look forward to every year. Aiden, you've been around for, uh, you know, two different coaching staffs. And, um, you know, my college teammate uh, is your head coach now, Ryan Walker-Murka. And he was a guy who, when I was on the team, was someone who I looked up to. And I remember actually chasing uh, in practice some guys who were maybe between us in our, uh, you know, swimming accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, you know, coaching staff saying, hey, you got you got to look to Ryan and you also got to look to Fred Busquet and what those guys are doing as, as kind of the model to chase. Um, I'm, I'm curious 
Aiden, to get into, and this is true for both of you guys, because, um, you know, Nate, you you live two years of your older brother swimming for a program and then pro- may have had some expectations coming in. And when you started, those expectations, um, maybe not expectations, but at least like the dynamic and the the environment was, was a different one than what Aiden had experienced the first couple of years. So, Aiden, I'm curious from your point of view, what what has um, been so what are some of the biggest transitions and changes that have come about over the last two years from your first couple of years? Yeah. Um, where to start? Uh, well, I think for one, like watching like just the team itself over the course of um, like the first two years versus the last two years, it's been like, it's kind of like looking back, it's insane. Like, like we tell stories all the time, like just of how crazy, like different the team is. Like the culture has changed so much, like so quickly. Um, and like, honestly, I like the group of guys that we have right now is like awesome. And I, I, um, I was watching Jake Foster say, no, not Jake. Uh, which one was yeah. It? I think it was Jake. Yeah. It was Jake. Yeah. 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 He was saying like, he was saying like, Oh, Texas has the best route, like best, uh, uh, team culture, like in the NCAA. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. We're, uh, like the group of guys and the culture that we have built is like, it's awesome. And it's, it's like, we truly, you know, as much as like as hard as practices, like we actually enjoy coming and like, enjoy competing with the guys that we compete with and swimming with the guys that we swim with and being coached by the people that we're coached by. And that's just been a huge shift. Number one, but number two, I I think like there's been a lot that's changed with like just different coaching staffs. Like one, I mean, we've had Gideon um, all four years, which has been amazing and I wouldn't change any part of that at all. But other than that, like it's been a pretty, it's a, it's definitely we've kind of seen like two different um, like staff approaches and to kind of see like what's worked and and what hasn't like just to see the difference in, um, in such a short period of time, like it's been amazing. And these coaches have done like a fantastic job, I think with like kind of like, taking like in a way taking their hands off of certain things and letting us figure them out like for ourselves it, it's really like helped our uh, helped us find our own identity i think hmm. and, i mean honestly like we have i think the best staff in the sec um they're the most knowledgeable they are the most supportive and it, it's just been it's been amazing really like seeing the shift like Auburn has kept Auburn itself has kept me here all four years and it's paid its dividends. Like it's been awesome. And the staff and the team that we have right now has been, it's unbelievable. I mean, and we see it in our progress. Like we see it in our practices. We see it at our meets. Like it's been, it's been awesome. That means a lot to want to go to work for the people that are helping you be better athletes, be better people. Uh, I can't understate how, how impactful that is. Um, Especially if, you know, if that's one of the components that may not always be a a part of, you know, what you're doing, because the physical grind is incredibly difficult. 
Um, I can remember conversations that I had with upperclassmen early on in the fall of freshman year where I didn't know that you were just supposed to be tired all the time. Like that was, that was normal. Right. And I was having this feeling like, Oh, it's me, but it's a huge adjustment to get to compete at this level. And, um, and and the grind is huge. So you need all the resources, you know, on your side and aligned. Um, Nate, I'm curious what your, uh, what your first couple of years have, have been like, and, um, if there was anything that has uh, maybe differed from expectations or even like what have been some of the most challenging moments that you've come across in two years? Yeah, um, it's definitely it was definitely an interesting portion or like about like a week from the time that we found out that the old staff was leaving and that we would be getting a completely new staff. I like already signed my NOI. I had done all the paperwork I was accepted I was going and I was like dang I'm, I'm committed to four years under a coaching staff that I don't know um and it was a little it was a little scary for me um I didn't have any thoughts of like you know decommitting or going somewhere else because I knew that I loved Auburn and I knew that I wanted to go here for the school regardless of who was coaching me um but in terms of expectations it I don't think I really had any almost just because I didn't I didn't have um, or I didn't have like people or sorry, sorry. No one on the team had like told me like, oh, okay, this is what this, this new staff is like. Cause they hadn't experienced it. Like I hadn't, I didn't have any information. And so I was pretty much just going in blind. Like this is, I'll take it for what it is. I know what, um, you know, good coaching looks like for my club team um, to now. So like I'll, I'll know pretty quickly if I like this staff or not, but as soon as I got, uh, to campus and got to talking with Ryan, Vlad, the whole staff. Uh, I knew I was like, oh, we're fine. <laughs> I like I I really liked the old staff here, but I would have committed in the exact same amount of time and everything with the new staff um, if if I had been recruited under them. Um, in terms of like a culture shift, I've only really he- like heard about it from the other guys on the team that have been here before me. Um, but from what they've been talking about, it's completely night and day um, of, of the attitude and culture that, uh, that has been fostered through the, the, the bringing in of the new staff. Um, and it was kind of like a, um, it, I mean, it very, it very much was a reset, but it was a reset in term, and, and we got off on the, the good uh, side of things it wasn't like a started off rocky and kind of progressed on but it just it just went from ryan getting on campus to you know we're we're gunning for it we're going um and you know the next the the, the first two years of me being here i i would not change it for anything i wouldn't go anywhere i wouldn't want anyone else to stay here with me or or or, or anything along those lines and so i i, I it's, it's been perfect in my book really i was talking to an alum kyle darmody and uh Mm -hmm. his older brother kip swam at texas and he wanted to know from you guys what it's like to swim as brothers at the same school he he said he didn't have that opportunity and actually i i he mentioned that kip did think that he was going to go to texas and that it didn't end up going that way aiden was there ever a moment especially with the staff change too where you thought oh man nate might actually not actually come here (laughs) Well, I mean, it was kind of weird because, like, I hosted him and, like, the whole, like, recruiting my brother thing was, like, it was just, 
I don't know. It's kind of different. Like, I don't, I don't think most people get to, like, most people definitely don't get to do that. Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, did I think that he was going to, like, change commitment or anything like that? Nah, there's a, never really a worry. Um, and as far as, like, whether I wanted him to come here or not, like, I just wanted him to do whatever he wanted to do, really. And, and if that was, like, you know, if that was coming here, then I was all for it. And I think it's definitely – it's been it's been a good thing for me. You know, how cool is it? How cool is it to watch him have success though and like break a school record? Uh, it kind of sucks when he does it before. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah, it sucks when he does it before you, but it's good. I mean, no, nah, I'm I'm glad he broke it. Um, and you know, it's it's definitely like the best kind of motivation um, for me. Like my first, you know, it's part. It's kind of coincidence, but like my first two years were really bad and like, I didn't swim well at all. And then like, since he's been here, I've swam really well. And like, I'm not saying it has nothing to do with it, but it has maybe a little bit to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) Nate, do you guys talk shit to each other? Do you get each other? All the time. Yeah. If like we're, cause we're technically we're in two different groups and like for, um, for practices. So he's ironically in spring group when he's a better two backstroker than I am. And I'm ironically in mid distance when I'm a better hunter backstroker than when he is. I don't understand. So it's, a, it's a weird dynamic, but um, like oftentimes we'll get like the same kind of sets where it's just like a bunch of like fifties, hundreds, 75s fast, like all out max VO two or something. And I'm constantly like trying to listen to see what he's going. And if I'm beating him, I'll get up in his face and be like, what's up? Like, I, I, I hear you came, like, you want to beat me and, and just talk a bunch of crap to him. Uh, and he does the exact same thing to me. If he's beating me on a, on a set, then, um, then he'll get up, he'll get up in, uh, on like in my face and be like, like, come on, dude, I thought you were like school record holder and, and, and so on. And, uh, it, it's definitely a, a big motivation factor for me because if I'm hurting during a set and I hear him talking uh, crap to me over on the other side of the pool, then you you know the next one I'm gonna be I'm gonna be kicking it in like as as hard as I can. Um, so it's yeah, we definitely we definitely talk to each other during practice a lot. Is there anybody on the team, including coaches, who could fire you guys up more than each other getting getting in each other's face? No. <laughs> oh. No, because it has to be verbal, really. Yeah, like even even I I don't have that like emotional like I need to beat him aspect with like anyone else on the team besides Aiden, just because like we've grown up together, we've competed in literally everything in our entire lives, and so like I'm I'm gunning for him, I want to beat him, and if I beat him, and it's a good day, and so uh, that's like that's kind of like what I uh, um, like what I get pushed by really. And, and, you know, everyone else on the team will push me definitely, but it's, it's definitely a different type of motivation with Aiden. Another uh, alum question was about team cohesiveness and what you guys do to foster that. And Aiden, you mentioned actually that there was freedom in the staff to kind of let you guys and, and gals kind of manage developing in that area, some on your own. Uh, <laughs> it made me actually think about Christmas training. We always used to have this, uh, this one night where everybody got in a circle and, you know, told stories about each other. And we used to call it cry time. 
because uh, we knew people were going to cry. So we're just like, okay, well, what day is cry time? All right, this is it. <laughs> um, but there were a lot of other, a lot of uh, character building and um, cohesion building activities uh, outside of that. But what what are some of the things that are moving you all in that direction, Aiden? Yeah, I mean, every year we do um, like a team retreat, which is kind of the uh, coach organized and like more formal part of like team building. Um, but I mean, what do you do? From, Where do you go? Tell me. Yeah. About it. Uh, so we go to Camp Chandler. It's like a oh, cool. camp that's uh, in Alabama. I couldn't tell you exactly where, but it's like two hours away or so. And we're there for um, either like 18 hours ish or the year before we were there for a little bit longer, but um, they have like different, we have basically what you just described. Like it's pretty much cry time. Like <laughs> kind of uh, like, sh like share stories and like, and just stuff like that. Um, and then just kind of like they have the, the camp itself has like team building and like, you know, random, like we, like for one of them is like, you get into a boat and you row around an Island. You have to like beat the other team. So it's just like random stuff like that. But I mean, other than like the formal stuff, like, you know, like sometimes having a coaching staff have their hands off of, you know, letting, you know, the team kind of build their own identity might be a bad thing, but I think we have like such a great group of guys like that. It honestly, like our team building has kind of built itself. And like, there's no one on the team that anyone like wishes wasn't on the team. And uh, it's just like, you know, whether you're in classes together, like you're always sitting next to each other or whether you're, you know, it's Friday night and wellness is close and you like in a group of guys just go to Applebee's or like something random like that. Like, <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it's just all a bunch of little stuff that like, and it's not a, it's like, there are of course like roommate groups, but you're always hanging out with different people. Like it's, it's not like they're, you know, individual small groups for them. Like everyone likes everyone. So. Yeah. I'm sure you get this question sometimes of people who, um, you know, you don't know who ask you where you go to school. Oh, you're in college where you go to school. Oh, are you in a fraternity? And it's like, yeah, yeah. no, kind of, <laughs> but wait, kind of yeah. like a kind of am because <laughs> it is kind of a do everything together environment. Speaking of team personalities, uh, I want to spend a little bit of time getting to know some of the other guys on the team, if we can typecast them a little bit. So uh, first, who is the enforcer on the team? Um, uh, for Auburn alums is the guy that used to come to mind is Derek Gibb, the guy who could get in your face and he wasn't a captain, so it didn't matter like how hard he pushed you. There was nobody he had to answer to on the other side, really. Yeah. Who is there anybody who can um, get in someone's face and kind of do do the hard have the hard conversations. I'm afraid yeah. Say it's me. Yeah, it's probably it, it is Aiden. Yeah, he's the guy. <laughs> what's uh, Nate? What's what's um? Have you ever had a have you had a moment since you've been at Auburn where you've seen Aiden get in somebody's face and you're like, who? Um, yeah. I I haven't had like a like oh man like I, I better stay away from him moment. Uh, I've I've had that with like some other guys, but it's been kind of like isolated uh things but like he's he's more of like if we have a message that like we have to like send across he's going to be the guy to like text the team hey this is what we're doing this is how we're going to do it 
and so on. And if someone is like, you know, acting up in practice or the locker room or something, he's going to be the guy to be like, all right, you know, this needs to stop. Like you need to cut this out or, 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 or whatever is happening pretty much. Um, but he's, I don't have to yell much, but yeah, no, <laughs> he's, he's, he's definitely not a yeller. Like he's not someone that like anyone is like afraid of, but he's the guy that people like respect and be like, okay, he's right. Like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to follow him. Hmm. Nate, what do you think that is about him that gives him that platform? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I, I think it just has to do with personality really. Um, he like, hasn't had any really moments where everyone's just kind of like, Oh, you remember that time where Aiden really messed up and, and did this. It's just like, he has built this relationship of trust with all of the guys in the team and hasn't had a like point in time where he's like broken that really, or had like an incident where it's like, Oh, well, because he did this, I'm not really going to listen to him there um he's just he's very forceful he's he's a big like camaraderie guy like he'll like make fun of you and expect you to make fun of him back um it's it's just more of like a respect thing it's just like i respect you you respect me um uh, uh and this is like kind of like how it like works he's just, he's he's one of the guys but he's like kind of like a leader of the guys almost it's 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 i don't really know how to describe it any other way than that all right, who's the class clown? <laughs> Christian Stoltzman, baby. Always oh, yeah. goofing off? Oh, yeah. yeah Aiden, Aiden has experienced more of Christian than I have, so he can he can speak to that. He, uh, yeah. We call him Steez, but he's a character. He, like, he kind of, uh, he has his favorites to kind of, you know, mess with a little bit, but he will mess with anyone. He, like, never, he's always got an, ins an insane amount of energy yeah he embodies we have a couple guys that are like that but he's like he's way over the top he's the <laughs> alpha all right who's the most likely to start a billion dollar company Ooh. um honestly i would say fletcher no i would say really i kind of i kind of think that that would like that would shock some people and it would come out of left field but like you'd be like yeah well that would make sense um i bet i i think like seth maybe yeah well yeah yeah seth mashmeyer he's in my grade um he's a, he's super smart and he's uh he's kind of he's uh yeah he, he's, he's a maniac yeah he like he he was the guy that if i had that i when i had homework he's an accountant he's an accounting major um if i had accounting homework over the the uh the week of secs would be like dude like i need some help on this <laughs> and he would like he would come up to my room and help me with some uh accounting stuff and then he would help with like multiple people with the exact same project or or anything like that he's he's the smart guy on the team and i would yeah he's one of the guys that i would most expect to be like yeah like if you're gonna be a billionaire it'd be him yeah hey nate when you get further into that excel program then uh you know look <laughs> further yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the Who's the most likely to be late to practice? There's a, there's actually there's like two or three guys that you can choose from. I feel like here. Yeah. And what is and what is the penalty if you're late? So it, actually, this is kind of funny. It used to be that if you were late, it, it was a it was a it was a very bad thing. But 
uh, this new staff has kind of been like, I kind of like their approach because like, if there's one thing that like really sucks, it's like waking up and seeing your phone and it's like seven 30 and you're like, Oh my God, I just overslept. It's Cause like, they know that like, we're putting enough pressure on ourselves to get there in time that when it doesn't happen, like we feel it ourselves. So they're not going to like scream at you unless it's like more than once. So if it's like more than once, then it's like a, you know, it starts, you know, it'll be a problem, but there was a, there was a time last year uh, where we were outside and there was like two guys that were late. And um, this was early, like way earlier on in the year. And the, I, I assume this was just more of a cultural building thing, but basically uh, everyone else, I, at this time had just come back from having COVID. So I didn't have to do this. I was like in the, the far lane or whatever. I kind of got to watch this from afar, but everyone else had to do fifties uh, run, a runner dive all out for uh, however many minutes that they were late for practice. And I think it ended up being like 15 or something. Um, and like everyone was just like dying, throwing up and <laughs> it was, uh, it was definitely something that I was like, I am really glad I'm not doing this right now. Um, but like, that's kind of like more of an isolated incident, but it's more like, like Aiden said, if, if you're late, then you know, like they know that you're like, you're flustered and you're like, Oh shoot. And, and they'll, they might like say something or, 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 or like make a comment later on, but it, it will never be like uh, in your face, go do like a 1500 fly, you know? I've been a part of uh, diving and throwing up and sprinting on that pool deck before. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I bet there's a lot of people that would hear that and think, really? Their punishment is fifties? Like fifties <laughs> sprinting? But if you're actually going hard, <laughs> yeah, it's really mm-hmm. hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> Especially if you got people standing there telling you to be sprinting. Just yeah. look at, shoot, what Michael Andrew does on a daily basis and all that sprinting. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. You know, I, I'm curious to know from you guys what it's been like to walk into that pool, indoor pool at least, every day, and see a pool full of banners and be in a position where you're i mean what do you think about that do you is that added pressure is it inspiration um especially with where you guys are headed now and with the momentum headed in that direction is that something that you get excited about um or do you try not to think about it what is it like aiden no i mean um I think David Marsh kind of put it best for us. Like he, he came and talked to us. Um, I think it was like early last year, like middle of last year. He was basically saying like, uh, I don't know. He's basically saying that like we're laying the bricks for the future. And I think for me, like my, my vision of what the banners and everything is mean to me, is kind of shifted. Like when you're first getting there, it's like a freshman and everything's big. It's like, Dang, like I'm not that right now. I can tell you that much. Like I'm not, I'm not the one that's going out there and winning NCAA titles and everything. But the longer that I've been here, the more that it's turned into like what I'm aiming towards. And I know that I'm not going to see it because I have, you know, I mean, I probably should be done after this year. But I've got, I'm going to take my fifth year. I've got another year left. 
And, you know, reality is I'm not going to win. We're not going to win an NCAA title next year. Like it's just a little bit out of reach. So I, but it is nice to like finally, finally be able to see that like we are actually laying the groundwork and it's working like, um, that the banners are what we're shooting for. Like we're, we're going to put up more banners and it's just a matter of time. It's just like, you know, I'm not going to see it. I mean, I'm not going to be on the team when I, you know, when it happens, but it is, we're, we're coming and we're going in that direction and it's nice. Yeah. Nate, when you look ahead in your career, what do you think about, you know, Aiden's comment? And I agree, by the way, as, as much as support that takes time, you know, it takes time to get there and to win titles takes, takes a lot of depth and a lot of depth at an elite level. Um, and you have to build that. And it starts with the work that you guys are doing now. Um, what do you think about like the, the team goals and aspirations, Nate, kind of with your class and the class that, I mean, as you go into recruiting weekends in the fall, what, what kind of conversations are you going to be having with the potential future teammates of yours to help continue to build? Yeah. Um, I would say like the general consensus around the attitude in my class is, is somewhat similar to Aiden's um, and that like we know that we're laying the groundwork um, uh, for, for, you know, national titles, SEC titles and, and whatnot. But um, like when it comes to recruiting, um, our, our, I mean, like you said, like our, our kind of pitch is that like we we know that the likelihood of us like our class seeing an NCAA title is pretty slim, um, but the likelihood of you guys seeing this uh, seeing this NCAA title when you're here is going to be exponentially better. Like we um, like the guys that we have coming in in the next couple of recruiting classes, those are the guys that are going to be like, okay, like we're going to get number one this year, you know. Um, and I mean, it's a, it's a long process to, you know, recruit these like really good guys at a high school to try and beat big teams like Cal and Texas and Florida. Like it's, that's no easy task. Um, and, and we know that coaches know that. Um, but to have the like recruit, like and during recruiting weekends to have these guys buy in is what's the most important is because when they start believing and they want to come here, that's when like everything, you know, comes together. And that's when their sophomore, junior, senior years, that's when they're going to be hanging up the banners. Um, and so that's, that's kind of like the attitude that we bring, uh, bring forth to like Auburn is that, or in recruiting weekends is that we love Auburn and we want Auburn to succeed in the future so this is why we are going to put our 100% effort into these weekends to get these future champions here. And I think like on that point as well, like one thing that we have that is very like easy to see is progress. Like we went from, I think it was ninth my freshman year or it was eighth, like two years of being eighth and then last year being sixth with the DQ relay. So, you know, that's kind of looking a little bit more like fourth and then to second this year, like we're in a very clear upward trajectory and you know we want people that are going to be a part of that and that are going to keep that trajectory moving up um <clears throat> are there are there any things um 
that you guys have noticed Auburn's a combined program and the women are at a different place in their <laughs> journey than you guys are right now, but it's rare for there to be programs that train together who aren't often at the, at a pretty similar level in terms of their, their accomplishments. And so I can only imagine that, you know, the, the better that the men's team does that the better that helps, um, you know, the women and their training and also their recruitment effort, and I'm curious if there are some things, some highlights, Aiden, that you have seen from this women's program that's got you excited about the direction that they're moving. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that like we are in different, we are, we're in a different place, I think, but um, they're like, they're in a very like important cultural building phase. And I think that they're doing a great job of that right now. And I think that, well, for one, I mean, like, seeing people like Megan Lee, you know, go 51 and her fly and like, she had a crazy good SEC meet and, and she's shown some, some great progress over the last couple of years and she's doing really well. And um, seeing freshmen like Kyla Maloney and Ainsley Jones. And then, um, you know, there's a lot of like, there are a lot of pieces to the women's team that are like, that are coming and they're, they're young and they're developing. Um, and I think like, yeah, like training with them is, it's a nice, I love, I love training with the women. And I think like it kind of gives you a different perspective on, on how they approach it. And, but, but they've got, you know, they're, they are a little, you know, they're in a different place, but they are, they're coming. They're, they, they're building their land bricks right now, just like we were, you know, a year ago. And, and, um, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. All right. I got some rapid fire questions for you guys to finish up. All right. All right. Nate, what's the hardest race in swimming? Uh, two back long course. I, I got to be a little biased here. Aiden, what's the hardest race in swimming? Two back long course. Aiden, Olympic gold or world record? Oh, world record. Nate? Uh, easily Olympic gold. Easily Olympic gold. All right. Uh, I'm going to open this to both of you guys at the same time. Five uh, multiple choice answer question. Who's the greatest Auburn alumni not named Rowdy Games? I'll give you Tim Cook, Apple CEO, Bo Jackson, Charles Barkley, the round mound to rebound, Jimmy Wales, the co-founder of Wikipedia, or Octavia Spencer, Oscar winning actor. Uh, Bo Jackson. Yeah, Bo Jackson for sure. I'm going to have to go Tim Cook. I'm going to have to go Tim Cook. Big Apple fan. <laughs> Nate, do you pee in the pool? I do. Everyone does. Aiden, stop, have you seen him do it? <laughs> have I seen him do it? I hope not. Well, I know or not, probably, yeah. Oh, Aiden, what's something annoying that one of the coaches does that they should stop doing? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. You're going to get me in trouble. Um, no, uh, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Yeah. I probably, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Ryan always says, uh, he always just says, understand and know. Like, <laughs> uh, I want you guys to understand and know. I, I, <laughs> he's always saying, understand and know and, and comprehend. Just every time he goes, yeah, I don't know slightly redundant nate what uh what do you think is uh one of the things that the coaches stop doing 
Oh, um, all right. I, I, all right. Let me, let me say this to preface this. I like when he does this. I think it's funny, but Gideon refers to every single swimmer as killer. And it's like, it's, it's just, it's hilarious to me. I, I just think it's like the most kind of like, I've never heard anyone else like say that other than Gideon. And I just think that's, I think that's funny. I think it's maybe even slightly a little like weird, but yeah. <laughs> Aiden, what's your least favorite Auburn cheer? Oh man. Bodiget has always been a weird one for me. I, don't oh, know. I hate Bodiget and I was really hoping you would say it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, Nate, what is a set that when you do it, you know that you're ready to rock? Ooh, um, I would say 3050s max VO2. Uh, Aiden's going to shoot me for this. Like, it's a, it's a hard set, but every single time that we do that set, I'm like, all right, like, I'm, I'm ready to rip it. Aiden, what is a set that you won't miss when you retire? 51 ones right off the bat. I know that one. Yeah, it's uh, the first 34 of them are like threshold, and then the last 16 are all all out max, and it hurts really bad. It's long, all long course, too. Yeah, all long course. And what are they? Oh, so what are the threshold on, and what are the max ones on? Uh, threshold is on a descending interval, it's on 140 to 120, I think. Yeah, it's 140 descend to 15. It's, it's descend one to five, 140 to 120. And then all of the max is on like two minutes, which is like not necessarily fast, but you're expected to go like you're expected to go fast. So that's it's painful. You come back next year, you're signing up for that. You remember that, right? I, I do that set and I was like, man, I don't know if I can do this for the year. It's the one thing that was keeping me from uh, from doing it. But uh, Aiden, what's the best question a recruit or a prospect has ever asked you when visiting? Hmm. Or what do you think that they should ask? What's something that like, you know, everybody asks the same thing. What's, what's one thing that you're like, Oh yeah, that's, yeah. This, this is important. This is something you should be asking. Um, I think like, I think I, I can think of a couple. Number one, I would be like, what, like, why do you, why did you come here? Like what made you commit here? Hmm. Um, and number two, like, where do you see the team in like four years or like, um yeah I, yeah those are the two mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. okay nate crazed bama fan and notorious tree poisoner harvey updike had two kids what were their names <laughs> they're still alive what are their names is it is it roll tide pretty close aiden you got an answer oh geez close oh man I, no i don't even i don't know this man named his kids Bear Bryant and Crimson Tide. Oh, wonderful! Allegedly, he also man. wanted to name their third child Alabama, but got nixed. Although he did have dogs named Bama and Nikki after Nick Saban. Oh no! Okay, uh, <laughs> Nate, if you could sign an NIL deal with any brand, who would it be? Oh, um. It would be it would be Cetaphil lotion. I use that stuff <laughs> like nobody's business. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Every single day after practice, I'm putting it all over my body. I would save so much money. Oh man, how many times has somebody given you a Silence of the Lambs reference on that one? 
puts the lotion on put the lotion in the basket aiden uh what same question to you what nil deal would you sign if you could um i might get in trouble for saying this because we have an arena deal so i don't know if i can say mizuno but (laughs) (laughs) might get in trouble for that one i love arena i love arena arena's awesome Uh, i like mizuno's there is something about the Mizuno suits. I'm not going to lie. They've, they've nailed the cut and have for years. All right. Last one for you guys. Does Auburn do social kick? Oh yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. Yep. Good. I, I would not have it any other way and I'm happy to hear it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, guys, thanks so much for hanging out. Uh, it's a pleasure to, to watch the progress and, and hear from you guys. Um, definitely rooting for you. Like I said, there's a lot of alums who have reached out and are, are also rooting for you, cheering for your progress. So excited to see where that goes. Um, and I'm glad to hear that the mentality too is, listen, it's, you know, that's, that's great that that happened uh, before, but you know, we're, we are what we are, we are who we are right now. And there's only, I remember, you know, my coach in college, David Marsh always used to say, get comfortable being uncomfortable and control the controllables. You know, and so um, that's all that you can do. And I'm excited for uh, where where it's headed. Uh, have a hell of a time at NCAA's and uh, War Dam Eagle. War Dam Eagle. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks. Right do you have any? Do you have any? Real quick, do you have any funny stories of Ryan before we go? <laughs> <laughs> I was explicitly told no old stories. Ah, but I will tell no. one old story that. Uh, I think I've told on the show before, but to an Auburn audience, because I'm going to share this one to some Auburn folks. One of the big adjustments that you have to make, uh, and Ryan knows this story well, because I've told it to Vlad and everybody too pretty recently. But one of the big adjustments you have to make in college is A, uh, shopping for your own groceries, eating healthy if you weren't doing that in high school, and uh, you know making those decisions in a team setting. We're on a team trip. Uh, I think it was around Christmas training. Maybe it was before Christmas training, fall of my freshman year. We go to a Boston market restaurant. Everybody goes through the line and gets, you know, whatever they get. I don't know. Does that restaurant still exist? I don't know. But it's like rotisserie chicken, green beans, mashed potatoes, stuff like that. So we go to this restaurant and uh, sitting down eating food. And head coach comes, looks over my shoulder, David Marsh, and he says, puts his hand over my plate, circles it over my plate. He says, where, where's your vegetable? And I have to admit, I didn't know that much about food. I thought potatoes were a vegetable. Apparently they're not. They're I not? said potatoes. <laughs> and he said, no, 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 no. See what you have here is a plate of starch. Now I just want you to know that you and Ryan are the only ones <laughs> in the room who don't have a vegetable. And I said, you know, being a, a freshman wanting to do everything right, I started to stand up. I said, David, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go back. I just got, I hadn't even started eating yet. I'll go back. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go get a vegetable. He goes, no, 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 no. I just wanted you to know that you <laughs> and Ryan are the only ones, and believe me, he was saying this loud enough for the entire team. <laughs> so I have I have Ryan to thank for being such a great example to me from early on. <laughs> uh, then um, I was I knew I knew not to set my eating habits based on Ryan. The other one the, that I will tell to shame him is that 
when I first moved uh, to Auburn, I remember there was a, uh, you know, it's the South. They like fried food. Mm-hmm. There were fried chicken tenders or finger restaurants, uh, whatever you want to call them. And there, the, there was like a pamphlet in my freshman like folder materials that had like a list of all the restaurants in town. And it had a whole category for chicken tenders. <laughs> it was like, you know, breakfast, Italian, chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> and, and believe me, nobody appreciated Guthrie's <laughs> chicken tenders as much as your head coach. Who <laughs> was known unilaterally for celebrating with a bucket of chicken. <laughs> On that note, I will do no further public shaming, but <laughs> it's been fun hanging out with you guys. War Eagle. I hope to see you uh, sometime soon, maybe in the fall, but um, until next time. Thanks for having Keep Definitely. On. Thank you. That's it for this episode of social kick. We'll see you next time. Hey everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you're enjoying social kick, tell your friends about it and be sure to tell us what you liked by leaving a comment and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Social Kick, and you can find all of our content on our website,